Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Turkey hunt's one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt. When I'm hunting turkeys, it is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I am your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we are joined by special guest, Clay Newcomb. Clay, how are you feeling about this round of trivia? Man, I'm, I'm feeling confident, but uh, just because I've been studying so much, but I feel good. How do you, now how do you study for meat eater trivia? Oh, just every day, man. Just cram. Every good. day. Good. Encyclopedia, Wikipedia. <laughs> just Google. Everything. Podcast. Podcast. All the PDFs. Books. Yeah. Now, we don't have Steve Rinella here today, but we are joined by Giannis Putellis, Ryan Callahan, Seth Morris, Chester Floyd, Corinne Schneider, and Corey Calkins. If you're not familiar, this is a 10-round quiz show with questions born out of Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. Now, I'm going to give listeners a peek behind the curtain here. We are recording today's episode in early May, but it likely won't publish for a couple months. Uh, This is a break in case of an emergency show. If we ever hit a stretch where we can't get together to record a new episode, this is what you're going to hear. Hmm. Now, Giannis, why don't you make some predictions about the world like two months from now? Do you have like an NBA champion or who's going to be sloppiest at Seth's wedding or how many turkeys you're going to kill this month? Uh, NBA, I, you know, I don't even know who's in the playoffs, buddy. So I oh, can't okay, make a guess. Make a guess. Uh, Pete Alonzo has hit, uh, let's see, july That's baseball. <laughs> Almost 20 home runs. Oh, man. It's a heck of a pace. Yeah, buddy. He's the man. Uh, what else do you want me to predict? Oh, whatever you want. Seth, who's going to be the sloppiest at your wedding when we record again after the show? You're going to have an answer for us. But right now, what's your prediction? <laughs> mm. Not Clay Newcomb. Not Clay nope. Newcomb. Uh, Phil Taylor. Maybe. I could see it. I wasn't invited to this <gasps> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I can't remember if I'm invited. <laughs> we- yeah, I think you are. 
Um, wow, it's really awkward in here. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you're invited. Phil, buddy. I'm inviting you. <laughs> you're invited. <laughs> now you're invited, and you better get hamskied. Um, I don't know. It could be. I mean, I think Chester's going to go pretty, Ooh. pretty hard. What? No. Seems like a safe bet. He's a. Ch- he's just going to be so happy. <laughs> he's just going to be so happy. Can't be putting the brakes on. I, I agree with that. I'll put yeah. I'll put a fiver in the chat bucket. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone else want to lob any more predictions out there before we move on? It's your chance. You could look great or look like a fool. Uh Chester and I will have taken uh 14th place at the Fort Peck tournament. Heck yeah, and that's like what, 120 teams or something? Hundred. Hundred. Wow. Fourteenth is dang good. Well done, boys, for getting fourteenth. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Congratulations. Sponsor. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Man. Did you guys want to take a minute to thank your sponsors? <laughs> yeah. Hummingbird, Mincota, Alumacraft, Mustang Survival, Thirteen Vision. Thanks, that, guys. Can the Bear is that a wild horse and sponsor conservation your, your boat? <laughs> What's that? The Bear Grease Podcast would like to sponsor your. That'd boat. be great. Oh, that'd be great. Count us in. Yeah. Okay. Talk to the financial people. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll send them an email. <laughs> now we have some housekeeping before we get to trivia. On a previous episode where we talked about the five least visited national parks, Sean Curry wrote in to let me know that we are royally butchering the name of Isle Royal in Michigan. He said it's common for our crew and others to mess up by combining a French pronunciation with an English pronunciation. Here's what he means. If you want to make it French, you call it Ile Royale. If you want to make it English, you call it Isle Royal. The incorrect way, which is often how I do it, is pronouncing it Isle Royale, because that's making the first word English and the second word French. So we should commit to one or the other as a show and either call it Isle Royale or Isle Royal. What do you guys think? Hmm. Isle Royal. I think we need to just stick with what we're comfortable with. (laughs) Isle Royal. He said that... uh, the James Bond movie Casino Royale was the bane for Rangers at Isle Royale, who then always had to hear it pronounced afterwards as Isle Royale, as I did. Pick your fights, Rangers. Pick your <laughs> I fights. get real particular about pronunciations. Uh huh. And like then when what? I hear someone else do <laughs> like it, in another, like uh, Washitals. So there's a mountain range, uh-huh. Wichitals, and people call it Oachita. And I mean, it's just like, ah, come on, man. And then when I hear someone do like this, I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Isle Royale, come on. Or yeah. like bag. Bag? Bag. Bag. Well, I'm, ta- I'm specifically talking about like geographic acorns. names and stuff yeah. that have a unique pronunciation. Like an acorn. Like, yeah, acorn. Yeah. <laughs> Would you care w- for w- some Keisha. water? It's, it's Waukesha. Yep, not New Jersey, Cal. <laughs> and with that, we are on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! Whoa, where'd that come from? Game on, suckers! (laughs) Actually, Chester, Chester has the game on, suckers down. Let's hear it. Game on, suckers! <laughs> oh, dude, let's hear his voicemail. If you got something to say, if you got something to say to my dad, say it at the beat. Question one the topic is biology. This first great question comes to us via Erica Christensen. If you have a question you think is right mm. for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia Never at the meat eater.com. Erica. 
<laughs> well, it's spelled E-R-I-C-A. Does that change anything for you, Clay? I just, uh, no. No, okay. Can't trust any Erica. Sorry, Erica. According to a 1981 study in the Journal of Mammalogy, what North American mammal has the most color variations? Is it black bear, fox squirrel, eastern cottontail rabbit, or red fox? Again, this is according to a 1981 study in the Journal of Mammalogy. What North American mammal has the most color variations? See. Black bear, fox squirrel, eastern cottontail rabbit, or red fox? Easy. This is, <laughs> we can't talk at all? I can't even give commentary no, about you, the question. You can, go ahead. So this is a 1981 study, so we have to calculate into our answer all the studies that have happened since then, over uh-huh. almost 40 years Ooh. ago. But you I found, what I'm it, I found yeah. it cited in like 2016 studies, which I think implies that this is like still the foundation. Still relevant. Yeah. If the only study was in 1981, they're like, man, this is not that great of a question. We don't even need to keep on. No, it's actually a great question. I'm thrilled about this question, Erica. Yeah, and I mean, oh, they, yeah, they, they had color photography at that point, so that helps. <laughs> yeah. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying red fox, Chester saying black bear, Clay saying black bear, Corinne saying cottontail, Corey saying black t- black bear, Seth saying black bear, and Giannis saying black bear. Nobody got it right. Oh, oh my God. God. Erica! Not the damn squirrel. squirrel. The correct answer Not is easy. fox squirrel. No. Buck. Fox squirrels are commonly found in gray, silver, brown, cream, red, beige, and black. What did I tell you? Additional variations can be found with squirrels that have differing colors of dorsal and belly hair. In Florida alone, there are thought to be six distinct colors of fox Mm. squirrels. Not easy. No, I don't trust Erica. Needed Kevin Kevin Murphy on speed dial. Once you think about it, though, you're like, okay, yeah, they, they are probably the most diverse mammal in North America. I don't well, I don't I spend mean, that much time bl- thinking about black, it. Like, black bears have a lot of color. Well, there's not as many and as there's the fox a, there's a lot of in-betweens too. When you really dig into the bear yeah. nerds, you know, there's like there's the blonde and the cinnamon and the red and the chocolate and the and the and the, the and, well right. and, and, and the, if, the, the 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 blue one up in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, glacier bear. Glacier bear. But there's yeah, for if, sure if five. this fox, well, fox squirrels alone in Florida beat that. <laughs> like if they're counting dorsal and ventral coloration too, then like every bear that's got a little white patch or very yeah, that would count too, patch. wouldn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna accept black bear. <laughs> it's just a big squirrel. <laughs> hey, uh, have you introduced everybody for this episode? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I said you did that. I okay. said now we don't have Steve Rennell. He but we even do once have again blank. said who's not in the room, which is just bizarre to me. But <laughs> yeah. we, we don't need to linger on it. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to question two. The topic is deer. Name one of the five states where you're most likely to hit a deer with your vehicle. Oh, gee. Name one of the five states where you're most likely to hit a deer with your vehicle. A lot of quick answers in the room. Oh, boy. Now, you write down more than one, and I will not accept it. Mm. So with all that scribbling, uh, Giannis, it better just be one state. He's drawn the shape, shape of the outline of the I state. got my answer from Giannis's <laughs> grin. Okay. I'm going based oh, off you. of experience. Yeah. <laughs> Poker face. Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying New Jersey, Chester saying See? Wisconsin, Clay saying Michigan, Corinne saying Wisconsin, Corey saying New Jersey, 
Seth saying New Jersey, and Giannis saying Michigan. I got to go with the home state. The top five are West Virginia, Montana, South Dakota, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Oh! Wow. Striking out. For the Wisconsin wasn't in there? No. I absolutely knew Pennsylvania was in there, and then just as I absolutely knew New Jersey was in there. There is way more deer hit in Wisconsin than Montana. Tell you what, you talk to State Farm about their insurance policy and their claims. Really? There's no State Farms in Wisconsin. That's why. (laughs) For the 15th year in a row, West Virginia ranks number one in the likelihood of hitting a deer with your vehicle. In 2021 there, the odds of it happening were one in 37. The months it is most likely to happen are November, October, and December in that order. Now, but this is the stats from one insurance company. From State Farm, who I have found is, this a, is there any correlation yeah. to the amount of State Farm locations there? Do we need no, to we're not going to look any that. deeper than this. I mean, I'll, I'll just I'm tell right, you right man. now. Corey, look from for an email personal from experience with State mm. Farm Insurance. I wouldn't trust those suckers suck as far as... It, <laughs> As far as I can throw here's, them. Here's yeah. the weird part. They're the ones that introduced wolves into the lower 48 with the Clintons. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's the weird part about Clay arguing this is he got it correct. <laughs> I just saw Giannis's grin and knew it was Michigan. We are on to question three. That was a home state grin. The topic is cooking. What does the acronym FIFO stand for? Again, this is cooking. What does the acronym FIFO stand for? That's F-I-F-O. Is anybody confident on this one? Mm. I worked at a Target, so... It's kind of a hint. Not really. How? Wow. That's a hint? Hmm. Phil said he worked at a Target, and that is a hint. He He was a security guard. So I'm repeating it. Yeah, scare him away. Night, nighttime security guard. I don't. Even, I, I can't even come up with a creative dumb answer. F I F O is what we're looking for. I don't know. I don't. Here's where I'm very surprised. Cal and Giannis worked in restaurants. I'm sure others in this room worked in restaurants as well, and they don't know what FIFO means. Nope. Yeah, never once have I used it or heard it. Does everybody nope. have an answer? No. Nope. Who's going to come up with one? Clay is still. <laughs> Just gibberish. I'm just writing You're doing gibberish. Good. Oil. Oil, Clay. Oil. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. Cal says, fresh in... Uh, fresh no, fr- out. Fresh in, fresh out. Chester without an answer. Yeah. Clay saying, fire, ice, fire, and oil. <laughs> Corinne without an answer. Corey saying, first in, first out. Seth oh, saying, yeah. fire food. And Giannis saying, fresh in. Fried out. Fried Phil, out. what great. does FIFO mean? Corey's the winner. First in, first out is that the correct is answer. Correct. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is the same. <laughs> That's. I'm not going to give it Did to you, but you were right. right there. Giannis's was good. That Corey, was, Corey got it right. Good answer. That's right. Good job, Corey. You got it right? Yes, sir. Yeah. This simply means that the first items you place in the fridge or freezer are the first items that come out. It's commonly used in restaurants, but is also a good practice for hunters and anglers to use at home. Hmm. Corey, did you? Was that a guess, or it's you tough. knew it? Absolute guess. Really? God, I've worked good. in many well restaurants and had never heard that before. You always yeah. use the, the the first stuff last. Wait, you, <laughs> you like first didn't in, do first that? I'm sure I, I practiced like, that. That, that stuff looks old. We it. should probably use it. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't think that everybody anybody ever acronized it. No. Right? You, they would just be like your chef would be like first in, first out, dude. 
Now, here's, here's where I recently heard. I was watching an episode of Bar Rescue, and John Taffer comes in just lighting up the kitchen staff, as he likes to do, and he yells something about, Don't you guys practice FIFO? So, huh. he did. And John Taffer doesn't lie. The and he's got his own that, show. The writers of that show <laughs> just made that up. Maybe. Yeah, we no one's on, ever said that before in real life. We are on to question four. The topic is varmints. This next great question comes mm. to us via Clayton McFarland. You can never... Now, Clay, are you a Clayton or a Clay? Clay. Really? Just straight up Clay. Can you trust a Clayton? You know, I've known a lot of good Claytons, but, you know. Okay. So, we'll, yeah, I think we'll, so. We'll see based on the question. This is from Clayton McFarland. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What part of a raccoon is often used in the homemade moonshine distilling process? What part of a raccoon is often used in the homemade moonshine distilling process. Clay, how you feeling about this, Clay? Man, I'm ashamed that I don't know this offhand. It seems right up your alley. Because the 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 raccoons the are in alleys. episodes that I'm doing for Bear Grease that have already happened by now. Talk a lot about moonshine. <laughs> doing some moonshine. Son of a gun. Again, what part of the raccoon is often used in the moonshine distilling process? Does everybody have an answer? I changed my first answer. I'm wondering if I should have went with, with my gut originally. I'm going to give you a couple seconds, Chester. You want to switch I'm it? keeping it. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying the baculum, Chester saying the tail, Clay saying the baculum, Corinne saying the gonads, Corey saying the baculum, Seth saying the tail, and Giannis saying the fat. The correct answer is the baculum yeah. or penis bone. All right. Now, what, what are they doing with it? The baculum is placed at the outlet of a moonshine still to help the liquid flow smoothly into a collection vessel. If you want to learn how to get your own for your own still, go to TheMeatEater.com and check out Clay Newcomb's video called How to Make a Raccoon Baculum Toothpick. Mm -hmm. He shows you how to cut it out of a raccoon, how to clean it, and how to whiten it. I saw it. Great video. Now, if I was a... Uh, uh, guy making moonshine mm -hmm. i'd cut the tail off that raccoon and clean my pipes with it there you go that's what i would do and you'd have pipe a cleaner pipe cleaner vacuum <laughs> when you said tail, that i was envisioning cleaner. using the, the the coon part leaving the tail off i was like man you got some big pipes <laughs> uh, <laughs> i use the tail as a pipe cleaner so we are on to question five we'll get a scoreboard update after this the topic is frontiersmen steve wouldn't have known that dude i'm striking out <laughs> Daniel Boone National Forest, which used to be called the Cumberland National Forest, is located in what state? God, you're, you're giving these all to Clay. I feel like it, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Boone National Forest, which used to be called the yes. Cumberland National Forest, is located in what state? Clay, do you feel like uh, this one you know, was given to you? There, it should be. But I, I, after this, I'll give a little commentary on okay. this. Does everybody have an answer? No. Please. You haven't even given me three seconds. <laughs> Still thinking about that raccoon baculum. Yeah. Daniel Boone National Forest, which used to be called the Cumberland National Forest, is located in what oh, state? I'm changing. Changing answer. Uh -oh. Last second. Okay. That tells you how confident I am. Now, Giannis, can you read anything from his face? No. No. Um... Ah, do you know any states? There's a lot of Cumberlands you can go off of. There are, yeah. Well, I was thinking of the. There's oh. only there's only one Cumberland brother. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> well, maybe yeah. 
I know what you mean, but there's there's some towns. There's some landmarks. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Uh, I don't we like have Cal answer. saying Tennessee, Ooh. Chester saying Tennessee, Clay saying Virginia, Corinne saying Missouri, Corey saying Tennessee, Seth saying Maryland, Giannis saying Kentucky. The correct answer is Kentucky. Oh, you changed the job. Did you have Kentucky? Okay, yeah, I did. Now let me tell you. Let me tell you why. <laughs> yeah, so when it. you go to the Cumberland Gap, uh huh, which is, is that's like a three, that's like a tri-state oh, area, right? Yeah. So you you pass through the Cumberland Gap on a trail, a foot mm-hmm. trail, which interestingly used to be a, a state highway that for years went through the Cumberland Gap because it's the best place to cross the mountains, so there was a state highway there. Mm-hmm. Then they you know, learned the historical significance of it. In the 1990s, they built a tunnel through the mountain and rewilded the gap. When you're in the gap, you're on a foot trail, and you walk like 100 yards off the foot trail up to the top of this mountain, and you're at the corner of Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia. Mm. So the gap is actually most of it's in Virginia, and so, and then there's a lot more national forest in Virginia than in Kentucky, so that's why I went with Virginia. But I got, I got, I got smoked. Now, do you know if where only... the Cumberland name comes from? Uh, absolutely, you do. The, well, oh, we're gonna learn everyone else here in a <laughs> second. Cumberland National Forest was named after William. Oh, you're Augustus. not asking me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That he was, was a rhetorical. Go ahead, go ahead, Clay. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, dude. No, no, no. He, he was he was a chump from England. A chump. That, yeah, I've never heard anyone describe him that chump. way. But you're right. As you're in right. Cumberland was a well, chump. His, his last name was Cumberland, and when the guys came over that first explored the Gap, they were loyal to the British and were trying to. You know, do, you just look good with their leaders, and basically, this—I uh, forgot the guy's name that actually named it Cumberland—but it was basically a political favor to a guy who never set foot in the Cumberland Gap. Now, Cumberland National Forest was named after William Augustus, the Duke of Cumberland. He had many Duke nicknames. He had many nicknames, including the Butcher and the Bloody Duke, because of how he treated Scottish prisoners and civil and civilians in war. When locals realized the area was named after someone who slaughtered their ancestors, they asked to get the forest renamed. And in 1966, that happened when Lyndon B. Johnson officially changed it to Daniel Boone National Forest. That is funny because, yeah, there's a ton of scotch over there, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, when a bunch of that country was named, we were British colonies and they were doing political favors to people. I, I hate naming stuff after chumps. And it happened a lot. <laughs> Phil, give us a scoreboard update. Oh, well, I guess we're not going to name this the Clay Newcomb Memorial Podcast Studio. After you. Uh, this Ooh. this game is not going as well as the last one we recorded, unfortunately. We've got uh, uh, Seth and Corinne and Chester have yet to make it onto the board. Uh, in second Why? place with one point is uh, Ryan Callahan. And then tied for first with two points are Clay, Corey, and Giannis Patelis. Son of a gun! All right, we got a game here, fellas. Tough one. We got a game. A lot of work to do. There is room for comebacks, though, that's for sure. Anyone can still win at this point. Nobody roots for somebody who's tied. I kind of liked it that time when Steve asked all of us, or maybe you asked all of us, who we would give the winnings to if we won. We'll get down to the end and see who's in it, and we can have that discussion. All right. Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work 
try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription, and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. Spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside, planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing, taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do? For your family this spring, you can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times, I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. It's policygenius.com. We're on to question six. Mm. The topic is deer camp. Now, this is an audio question. A few months ago, I played for you guys what I consider to be the worst hunting song ever written. What was it, Giannis? You remember? Did it scar you enough? No, I got very lucky in answering it correctly. Um, some country did. It's a Luke it, Bryan, it was Luke, Luke Bryan's drinking beer and wasting bullets. I'm now going to play for you one minute of the greatest hunting song ever written, 
and you need to identify the artist. Who, who's saying this? Yeah, I'm looking for the artist. Very confident, Chester. I wasn't looking right. I just I just caught the frantic arm motion by chat there. I totally saw it, and I'm not gonna change my answer. I'll be honorable. Put it on mine. This is a good song. Yeah. It is a good song. Who sings this one? (laughs) Dwight Yoakam. Oh, good. Streets Bakersfield's favorite of mine. Okay, so uh, Corinne did give us a little tip. Again, that is the greatest hunting song ever written. I'll, I'll give you this hint. It's not Luke Bryan. Is it Luke now, Combs? So you were the one that said the this is the greatest hunting I'm, song I'm deeming this the greatest oh, hunting song I like, ever I like the passion of that. Does everybody have an answer? It sure sounds familiar. No idea. Is he more country or more western, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Something in between. Oh, I never knew that that was from the Americano. Blues Brothers. And funny enough, I text my buddy Stephen Ranella. I says, "Hey, I'm out of ideas. I need a family movie. The whole family can watch." Oh, no. He replies with uh, "Princess Bride." My girls had already seen it, Great movie. And, and they loved it. After we pretty much forced them to watch it, and uh, the um, "Where the Red Fern Grows," which is very hard to find the original on streaming, I've found. Please write in if you can help me with that. And then the third one was the Blues, the Blues Brothers. So I go to my girls, and I'm like, well, check out this, Lord of the Rings. They're like, oh, no, not into it. I'm like, really? You guys are crazy. And I'm like, all right, I'll just show you the trailer of the Blues Brothers. Let's watch this! I'm like, oh, sure, okay. Is it because of the car wrecks? I don't know what it... They said, we like to see guys uh, doing stupid stuff. <laughs> and, you know... So yeah. Like knee and, and, Like step uh, outside. Yeah, next thing I know, my kids are hearing F-bombs, MF-bombs. Seeing uh, new and used prophylactics, and holy cow, did I have a lot of questions to answer that evening. But uh, a lot of Nazis in that movie too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Illinois Nazis. Yeah, we had to go through all that. <laughs> and uh, holy moly! But anyways, yeah. educational. I think Phil needs to be country, your go-to person to text uh, oh, for family movies. Will you help me out with that, Phil? Of course. Yeah, anytime. Oh, thanks, buddy. All right, back to the game of trivia, though. You've still not written anything down. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to delay. thought he was going to get sidetracked, and we'd, we'd just move on. Do you have an answer, Yannick? Who's saying that last one? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did anybody get that one right? Mail, tell us. <laughs> All right, go Give ahead Justin and reveal a, your answers. Uh, Clay and Chester uh, hold on, got hold on. it right. I am going to pick one out. It's going to be... I'm not looking, I promise. Oh, no oh, yeah. way. 
we have Cal saying Ryan Adams, oh, Chester, and Clay saying the and Corinne and Corey saying the Turnpike Troubadours. Wow. Seth saying Whiskey Myers. Yep. And Giannis saying Lip. Steve Earl. Little thing about these guys, they just got back together. Love it. Very yeah. well, you're real confident. Let's hear him read the answer, okay? <laughs> the correct answer is Turnpike Troubadours, and the song was The Bird Hunters. Hey, Son they, of a they are from Oklahoma, just like That's an right. hour and a half from me. Boy, we just had a serious turn in the game right there. The Turnpike Troubadours released that song on their self-titled album in 2015. It's about a quail hunter who has to give up his bird dog when he follows a girl to the city. Mm, Medium.com agrees with me, saying The Bird Hunters is a phenomenal song, and it deserves the same treatment we give to Faulkner or Hemingway compositions. Is that really what happens? Yeah. Well, he's not much of a freaking quail hunter if he gives up his dog to follow a girl but to the he city. He gives it to his best buddy, Danny, and then he comes back eventually when him and the girl later. don't work out. 12 years well, later? No, 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 no. no, no. The, dog, the dog is 12, has had 12 yeah, yeah. Decembers by then. 12 uh, Yeah, there was, a, there was quite a bit. I yeah. do not like this guy. You want to talk about chumps? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta listen this to the song, man. Oh, it, I'm sure it's a heartbreaker. The and best on the hunting song ever written. Ugh. We're on to question Gross. seven. The topic is fishing. Smurf meat is produced by this fish with blue flesh that's only found on North America's west coast. Smurf meat is produced by this fish with blue flesh that's only found on North America's west coast. Couple folks that knew it. Smurf meat, you say? Smurf meat. A lot of folks that are guessing. You got this, Yanni. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's not a... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does somebody have a fruit-colored marker? Let's go back to this dog conversation. I'm not... How do you guys like that song? Oh, it's great. You, if you he, listen he to it, you'd like it. He regrets the decision. He regrets it, yeah, yeah. Got, he should regret that. Yeah, I mean, come on. I oh. wish I had the lyrics. It's uh, like those we movies where the kid that. goes off we to college and leaves the me dog and, and then the dog At home? Banjo and Horrible. guitar, yeah. Next time that. you do that, get out your phone and you can text it to me and Chester and Corinne and Corey. We'd all yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. You text to me too. <laughs> okay. As long as you got that mullet. Does everybody have an I answer about Smurf meat? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Lingcod, Chester saying Lingcod, Clay saying Doherty, the Pixar fish. Corinne saying pufferfish, Corey saying marlin, Seth saying lingcod, and Giannis saying cod. Ooh. The correct answer is lingcod, and I don't think we're going to give it to you. There's a lot of cod up there, They're not even a cod. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) We're not brutal. Did you mean lingcod? I was like, he wouldn't need ling in front of that cod. Well. (laughs) We could be peacod. You're right. Could have been Alaskan cod, yeah. black cod. Black it's thought cod. that about twenty percent of ling cod have blue flesh. Some biologists believe it's a product of a shallow water diet, while more recent studies say it's an indicator that the fish is experiencing nutritional stress. Either way, the blue color disappears when the meat is cooked. You can get blue lobsters too, which is weird. Even more rare. Yeah, but I mean, a shallow water diet. So what happens to all the other fish with white flesh that live in shallow water? I don't know. Nobody's really certain about it. It talks about how their diet talk, is higher in chlorophyll, if that helps you. More like borophyll. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to question eight. We will get a scoreboard update hey, from Phil so after this. So my answer, just in, if you're wondering, Dory was a blue fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking about kids' movies. Blue For tang. those of you wondering. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. What kind of fish was it, Phil? Blue tang. 
A blue tang. We're on to question eight. The topic is hunting. This next great question comes to us via Chris Jasmine. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What state has the highest population of bighorn sheep? What state has the highest population of bighorn sheep? Great question. I'm going to get the answer right by looking in Corey's eyes because I know he needs it. Corey, look me in the eyes. Oh, okay. Got it. Because y'all think it tough, it's not it's Wisconsin. Tough. It makes me Chester. think I got it wrong. It's not Wisconsin. Does everybody have an answer? Not Michigan. All right. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Idaho, Ooh. Chester saying Montana, Clay saying Montana, Corinne saying Colorado, Corey saying Montana, it's Seth saying Montana, South Dakota, and Yana saying Colorado. Nobody got it correct. <gasps> oh, Wyoming. Cow. Correct answer is Nevada. Oh, oh no way. Oh, wow. Nevada has a population of roughly 12,000 bighorn sheep, which is made up of desert bighorns, Rocky Mountain bighorns, and California bighorns. This is nearly twice as many as the next closest states like Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, and Arizona. I don't even apply in Nevada. They give out the most non-resident tags as well. So No, yeah, wow. It crossed my mind. I didn't write it down, though. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. Uh, I think it says a lot that there are some people with one point, and yet it's still anybody's game. <laughs> we've got Seth and Corinne with one point. Cal, Chester, and Giannis have two. And Corey and Clay are tied for first with three points. Whoa! Right. This is a great game. This is a smoker. <laughs> Maybe got a little making too hard a, a question. Making Everyone's all of you at home feel good about yourselves. That's right. Question nine, the topic is gear. This type of arrow which often has extra fletchings that are extra long, is commonly used for bird hunting because it's designed to travel shorter distances. Wow. A few confident answers. Again, this type of arrow, which often has extra fletchings that are extra long, is commonly used for bird hunting because it's designed to travel shorter distances. Does everybody have an answer? That was quick. I wouldn't be a good poker player. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Flufu, Fluflu, Fluflu. Uh, Corey saying Judo, the guy in first place, got it wrong. The correct answer is Fluflu. All I got to beat is Corey now. While a regular arrow shot through a compound bow can go hundreds of yards, a flu flu arrow maxes out at about 50. This makes it a popular choice for archers who want to hunt pheasants, ducks, and small game because flu flus are easier to recover. Chester actually hey. drew one with his name there at the beginning he of this did. game. That's a good point. Hey, I I, I shot I pheasant hunted one day in Kansas with flu flus and a traditional bow. How'd that go? It was tough, man. I I, I went into it with zero practice shooting fly and stuff. Like, I just pretty much booked, like, an outfitted type hunt uh -huh. with wild birds. Went up there and got a bunch of shots. They were wild birds, but they were they were, they were were raised totally in the wild, but at these feeders. So they were, it was kind of, you know, they weren't, like, I got 30 shots in a day. So that tells you they probably weren't. <laughs> Sounds like a normal wild bird hunt. Does it? It was highly supplemented. No. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, anyway. I actually contacted one bird in like 30 mm. shots, and it didn't kill it. Another real fun thing it. to do with them is go to your Home Depot and get some uh, foam siding, cut it in circles, like a big round mm -hmm. circle. You can toss those circles up 
It's yeah. fun. Trad bow. Yeah. Get a trad bow. You're you're saying like the uh, skeet version. Uh, skeet version. Practicing with your flu flu arrows. We are on to question Aerial ten. Targets. Phil, give us a scoreboard update. Uh, well, we've got Clay in first with four points, but then hot on his his tail, we've got Cal, Chester, Corey, and Giannis all with three points. Man, we could have like so. a four person tiebreaker here. I'm re- I'm cheering for you guys. Really well, I'm not Clay's cheering for Clay. Clay's got to get it wrong. I'm not That's cheering. Right. Is this when we're gonna ask uh, the uh, the yeah, possible sure. winners you, where you might give your uh, money to? Tell us, Giannis. Howell.org. And why? Well, because they're kind of new, up and coming, and boy, I feel like they're really hustling their tails off to keep us all educated on what is uh, trying to take away our uh, right to hunt in the states, in all of our states. And, Clay is uh, a big fan of them as well. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. That's who I'd give to you as well. Howell? Howell. Howell for wildlife, but mm-hmm. it's howl.org. Yeah. yeah. Group right. called Howell for wildlife. Chester, who are you playing for? Uh, I'm probably going to do... Maybe like a local Montana thing. Okay. What do you guys think about like backcountry horsemen? Clearing trails. Didn't know it existed. I love it. If you, if public lands, waters, public land, water, and uh, access, PLWA. Yep. Is a great one. Yeah. For like local, local. local. PLWA or backcountry horsemen, I'd have to think about it. Cal, what are you thinking? Uh, We got, this comes out in June. This summer. July is this, this summer. Oh, this doesn't even come out if you don't even want it to come out. I forgot about that. This is in case somebody else really screws up on uh-huh. the podcast and we can't put it in here. <laughs> oh, it's going on in June. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to PLWA. And Corey Calkins, what are you thinking? We're going to have a low water year, so it's going to be a high conflict year. Okay. And mm. PLWA does a lot of the they litigation for, for folks who like to close off... Uh, Stream access and roads and stuff like that. They do a good job. To keep it close to home and close to my heart, the Bob Marshall Wilderness Foundation. All right. Mm. That is what's on the line here with question 10. The topic is biology. This question comes to us via Shane Lichty. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Gorillas, dogs, beavers, rabbits, and mice all practice coprophagia which means they eat blank. Gorillas, dogs, beavers, rabbits, and mice all practice coprophagia, which means they eat blank. <sighs> Nobody knew it. Seems like everyone's just taking an educated guess here. Corey, you ever get one of those uh, shirts, uh, uh, just Bob Marshall standing there? Mm-hmm. That's a great shirt. What a beautiful fellow. Yeah, I... Uh... Their shirts shrunk so bad. Every time I'd get one, I'd get to wear it for like a week and then finally have to throw it in the wash and ruin it and have to give it away. Maybe Corey's donation will get them some higher quality fabric. Mm. Mm. Does everybody have an answer? Chester's got a question. Spencer, do you mind reading that one more time just to make sure I'm Gorillas, Gorillas, dogs, beavers, rabbits, Mm. and mice all practice coprophagia, which means they eat blank. That changes it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, you got what, some new what? intel? It's not Copenhagen. <laughs> not? Oh. Fail. You uh, going to change your answer? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. This is the last question. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying poop, 
Chester saying grass, Clay saying feces, Corinne saying poop, Corey saying grass, Seth saying poop, and Giannis saying feces. Their own feces. The correct answer is feces. All right. Making Clay Newcomb today's winner. Yes. And it's it's just feces. They eat all kinds of feces or they eat their own feces? They eat their own. Now, while most animals do this to excess nutrients they couldn't digest the first time around, Dogs are the exception. It's believed they do this as an ancestral response to protecting pack members from parasites in their stool. A 2012 study estimated that about 16% of dogs regularly eat their feces. I feel like not putting their own in front of well, feces is kind of like not putting Ling in front of the cod. Not at all. Not oh, so at you're all. not counting his. I know. Can we get a no. definition of coprophagia? Coprophagia, I think it means... Uh, the practice of eating your own feces. So it is your own. Yes, but I'm not going to ding anybody for not writing your own. Yeah, so you got... I'm leaning Giannis's way on this one. I mean, come on! It's well, almost I mean, Giannis, like Giannis, trivia They're not matter. just out there eating feces. You're <laughs> but, eating but, your own. But they are eating feces. They are eating feces. But not, but you're just, counting not just any feces. Oh, you're trying to get me off the board. Clay Newcomb wins. Yeah. yeah. Clay Newcomb wins oh, the game. Oh, what's going on. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah, they eat dog feces, they eat fish feces, deer feces. Spencer, what's whatever. the email for this one? The, the, how do people <laughs> get a hold Corey. of the, yeah. the podcast? No. Yeah. 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 If you want to write Coggins. in and talk about who actually won this last question on this episode, write to meat eater at the meat eater.com. Then Corey Calkins has to. I think in the court of law, it. we'd be good. <laughs> All right, Clay, where are you donating the five hundred dollars again? I'll go with us. I'll go with uh, How for Wildlife. How for Wildlife. Yeah, yeah. I like they it. they do basically what they do, and they are a young organization. So, but they yeah, they it's good to get the word out about them. They highlight where anti-hunting legislation is going on, and they have a really streamlined process for people getting involved. So they're basically you go in. You sign up just one time, and then you kind of have an account with them, and it's pretty easy. And then you can send well-thought-out letters to the appropriate people easily. And, you know, it's, some people might be like, that's maybe not the best strategy, but it actually is a pretty darn good strategy. Just a pile pro-whatever-we're-after emails into these people's inboxes. And they may but, not read them, but they know they got 4,000 emails yeah, that and, say and, we're against this or for this. And they've been doing stuff like hosting Zoom meetings for people that are, that are planning on showing up at other um, you know, government meetings to speak on behalf of said le- legislation or against it. And like hosting Zoom meetings to sort of better arm people so they can better articulate their thoughts about you know X, Y, and Z. So a lot of good education. Yeah. There. And we're sending $500 their way. Well done, Clay. That's it for this episode. Join us next time for another round of Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal 
you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. 